Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, Thankfulness. You there, Greg? <laughs> Yeah. No, you know what? It's interesting because I was, uh, I have a morning. Yeah. Sorry, I'm here. I have a really, really early morning uh, um, uh, thing I do, uh, kind of a process that I put. And, and in the summertime, that takes place on the swing in my backyard. Oh, okay. And it's funny that this is the topic that, uh, that I just, I read this afternoon because this morning, you know, it was one of those mornings when I was, it was 6.30. I was out and I love getting up that early, early in the morning. That's pretty early, Greg. My neighbors, you know, think I'm a little strange uh, at times. I usually come out in my pajamas, walk <laughs> on the grass, and I, you know, thing I love, this is okay. People are really going to get to know me in this one. And Alistair's, I see his eyebrows lifting as we're speaking. I love walking in the dewy grass out to the swing. It just kind of grounds you in things. But this morning, actually, I was reflecting on thankfulness. It was, you know, there's a lot going on these days. And uh, um, you've definitely, and you're going to, I know, share, you had, have had a tough week. I've had a tough month with family, health issues, and all those kinds of things. But every once in a while, you create, you find these pause places where you just think, okay, yes, there's a lot of crap going on. But um, just to be paused and say, what what are the good things that are happening? And uh, and that's that was my my morning that I was experiencing. Last week we we didn't record. Um, uh, I had a death in my family, uh, somebody really close, and um, leading up to that, uh, we just canceled all our production and stuff like that, of course. And so you know, as our our family you know gears up for a funeral uh, at the end of the weekend. Um, I also, you know, sad, all those things really, really important, but also became very thankful, uh, when something like this happens and you lose somebody close, uh, you're very thankful for the time that you got to spend with them for the, uh, the experiences you shared with them. And it was kind of cool. And we've, how this kind of bridges to what we do here is we've talked about thankfulness before. I think it was Steve Foreign mm -hmm. who we interviewed, I don't know, 40 episodes ago. This is a big thing for him. And as we've come out of, uh, you know, culture, conflict, community, uh, being thankful or, you know, appreciating the good things that happen within the workspace and with the people we work with is a very important thing. And as we deal with maybe there's been some changes or there's, you know, maybe some expectations you have have been dashed or you've had some disappointments. And as you grieve those things, uh, you know, that important step of acceptance so you can move on is very, very important. And part of acceptance is being thankful. Not Maybe not thankful for the pain or the loss that you're experiencing, but certainly being thankful for the good things, the good people, the good experiences you've had is very, very important. And you and I were talking just before I turned on the tape about resilience. And the way sometimes people use resilience, it's like you're standing there with a baseball bat. I can take it all on. Mm. And that may be true for your experience. I find resilience uh, probably comes out of Okay, I've been through a crappy time, not happy about it. You reach acceptance. Okay, it's happened. There's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it now. And then part of that acceptance thing for me, process, is thankful. Mm. What am I thankful for in this situation? This person. That time that a group of us had together. That great project. That great case. Whatever it is, I find is really helpful in moving on. 
And for me, that's what fuels my resilience is I accept what happened. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Mm. Doesn't mean I really need to like some of the people involved in it, mm. but certainly accepting it, being thankful for the things that I can be thankful for and then moving on. So we're going to talk a little bit today about thankfulness. And even if things are going really, really well, being thankful is a really healthy thing. It, it helps you to appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interesting. Um, I agree 100%. And I, Steve Foreign's stuff is about uh, gratefulness and thankfulness, kind of the combination of both. But, uh, you know, um, uh, a couple things are bubbling in my head. One is uh, uh, someone that I I uh, was doing some coaching on the side, pro bono coaching, just got out of a really what they would describe as really a, a, a hell from a working space. Um, and, but time has passed and, um, it wasn't perfect, but, but this person, they opened their lens a bit and we had a conversation. Okay. Now that you're far enough from it, it's okay to be angry. Uh, and, uh, it's okay to be frustrated, but, but, but what were the nuggets there? Exactly. The, what, what could you see that that was possibly there? And they, when they widened their lens, it's it's amazing that that they found that the experience it was a pretty short experience, but it but it really helped equip them with some new tools, um, new experience. There were some good friendships yeah. within that, but man, oh man, it's so hard to see. And whether it's personal grief or work grief or whatever in the moment, it's tough. And I love, so I love the topic because we talked about this at the beginning. How does this kind of fit into all the stuff we were, we're talking about, uh, in our past episodes? And uh, I love the fact that when you've gone through it, um, how do you widen that lens to find the thankfulness in it? Because there's always nuggets. They might be little teeny nuggets, but there's always some nugget. And it's in the past anyways, so we really can't change anything past. But you can you can pull out the nuggets from it. So I look forward to this discussion. Yeah, just for everybody's uh, benefit, uh, Steve Foran, we uh, interviewed him back in episode 105. Mm. And it's it'd be worth the journey. If you listen to this and you like this and you want to hear uh, – some more about that than yeah and he's doing some beautiful work around gratefulness and he was doing it like 25 years ago or something like that way before there's any talk about gratefulness he was he had this nugget he had this discovery uh and i think in his it was a bit of through a through churn as well so uh um uh Thank you, you, you took up the challenge. He challenged you to do some stuff and you did it. I still do every morning. I have a, a, and it's a part of my calm, my morning ritual, but I have, they asked me to kind of capture three things I'm grateful for in the morning. And, you know, sometimes it's like lame because I can't think of anything or whatever, <laughs> but, but normally it, it, it creates that pause for me to think about and start my day. So yeah, that's for sure. Dun, dun, dun. I think that was me. Are your notifications off, Greg? That, yeah, I, I'm not on mute, so now I am. Sorry, okay, sorry there you about go. that. Yeah, we've had it. We haven't met in a couple of weeks, so at first, uh, uh, I wasn't sure how far Greg away is away from the mic. We've had a an equipment failure, so I think we're good, and uh, I think we're good to go. I think we're good to go. Hey, this is the life of podcasting, man. It Stuff is. Stuff happens. It is. 
so let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers or leaders for big chunks of our career. We both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. And we'll start from the perspective of the employee. And we're going to discuss how we've observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And folks, we've already started that discussion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, you have a work environment where you experience some or all of the following. You've been through a time of transition and things haven't worked out the way that you thought. You've come through a difficult time with your boss that you wish you could have passed on. You've come through a change management process and it didn't work out well. Maybe especially for you. You've had some personal losses. And maybe some of your closest friends and crew have moved on from the company or the organization or the the group of people you work with. And uh, that's hit you hard. So, Greg, I think we've already started the discussion, but uh, how important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know what? I think these lists are, uh, are, it's a great list and, and it shows the complexity of life. And it has gotten so complex. The, the level of mental health issues that are occurring in, I know in the Canadian environment, but also in North America environment, they're skyrocketing. People are spinning. There's so much grief out there from a whole bunch of things. And, you know, from a work perspective, all this shows up. It may not. Some of these, as you've described, are things that have happened within the work environment. But there's also lots of stuff that happens outside the work environment. What just happened with you with regards to, uh, you know, experiencing a significant loss in a family um, and the impact that has not only on yourself, but of your family and and folks around and that churn. You don't we don't just shut that off. We show up with it. So, uh, and if, if left unsupported or unattended or even unseen, you know, Mm. uh, uh, that it, it can accelerate. So even those last three or last two on your list here have nothing to do with work, but they impact work. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, we'll talk about how to managers just be more present um, sometimes you don't have to do anything, but you, you, you know that we're beings, human beings, and human beings react, um, are impacted by stuff, and uh, uh, it can uh, it can really significantly impact the environment. I agree. I like that unseen comment too. Mm-hmm. You don't always hear that, and it's true. Like, oh, everything's fine here. Mm-hmm. Well, do we know enough about the people that were involved with that work or in our social cert? Maybe, you know, the, the famous Canadian thing, I'm going to be really Canadian here. How's everything going? Good. Yeah. Right. That's what we say. Yeah. It isn't necessarily what we mean. Yeah. And it's such a Canadian thing, right? Because that's just the signal is, oh, we're not going to talk about anything meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'll do some research. There's, there's a definition of fine. Which is really great. I'll have to find out, but it's, it's, you know. See, when I hear fine, I think I'm in trouble. Are you okay? Right, right. Fine. I'm fine. To me, that means I'm in trouble. I'm good. 
that to me is the social signal that we're not really going to talk about anything substantive here. And we're going to d- discuss something else. <laughs> I, I will have to figure out this. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. It's fine. <laughs> you know, especially Canadian fine is not fine, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do some quick research to find Google. What fine is defined, <laughs> what F I N E stands for. There is one that is used that is it's, it's, it's not fine. And yeah. in, in the words, but I just, I've been reading a series of novels by Yvonne, Yvonne, Penny, I think her name is. She does. She's she's got like seventeen spot, uh, mystery novels, gamache uh, mystery novels in Quebec. Anyways, there's this one old woman who uh, uses the word fine, but hers are all the first one's an F shot, <laughs> and the second one I think is intoxicated, yep. uh, narcissistic, and and I don't know what the last one is, but explicit. It, it's it's not it's not fine. It's, it's but, not fine. But it's 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 taken this one onto a whole new level. You know, so the, so those of you that are international. <laughs> That's Canadian speak. When a Canadian says I'm fine, it, that isn't exactly what they mean. And when they say good, it means they just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So as a manager, uh, what can we do to assist in the situation? Remember that everyone reacts differently to any change or loss in the workplace or in their personal lives. There will always be a reaction. Um, and so that's something uh, as we go through these things, just to keep in our back of our minds, because people do react to things that happen around them. Mm-hmm. I, I agree a hundred percent. And do you provide a space for people to safely debrief about what's going on? And this is something, Greg, I found myself numerous times in the situation where I was on cleanup duty, mm. where, you know, I would sit down in focus groups or smaller groups or talk with people one-on-one after something has happened. And, uh, it's an interesting place to sit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the right situation, people can be fairly uh, open about what's going on in their lives and how they're feeling and stuff. And it can be uh, an important thing to do. Not always do people want to open up, but I, I have been the cleanup guy uh, on a number of changes and when things have happened. And it's an interesting seat to have to see how pe- how pe- different people react to situations. I, I really think it's good. And I apologize. I was looking for the definition of fine. I was distracted over the first comment. Come on, Greg, get with the program. One week off and he's lost all his focus. I think we had two weeks off before that because <laughs> you're on holidays. Too. I know. He's, <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I'm falling apart. The but, lack of professionalism. <laughs> that, I love, I really want to go back. That first one of those says everyone reacts differently to any change or loss, you know? So, so I am a seven on the Enneagram. So usually, how I deal with conflict, loss, pain is avoidance. Or when I'm unhealthy, that's what I do. So as a leader, I can show you. You might show up really sad, or or I might sense something, and my innate reaction, my normal response is, "Hey, that might be bad, but you know the bright side is." And and so each of us has our way. Some of us. Um, are real great listeners. Some of us, um, uh, commiserate and come alongside. But the, I love this point because it's, it comes back again to knowing your people. Um, but I will, I will, I think I'm safe to say the platitudes and the bright side is never a good way to deal with situations like this. And I've learned the hard way is to, um, just say, I'm sorry, um, or just say nothing, or just say, I'm here for you. Um, uh, but I've, unfortunately, I've stuck my foot in my mouth, you know, and set a platitude and you look, you see the person drop deeper. And as a leader, when this stuff happens, um, 
uh, they're not that thankful for you giving them the bright side story. Well, I'm a five on the scale, mm -hmm. but in this area, I'm probably not a true five uh, because we all come from uh, different environments. We've had different training and things like that. So I like, I don't mind being the cleanup guy. I don't like fakeness about it. I don't like mm -hmm. the setup. Uh, I find I'm much more effective in the cleanup mode, giving people an opportunity to talk and, mm -hmm. and vent and, and maybe, you know, inform on certain things in a more organic way. And, and even if there was something set up, I would probably go around and have quick conversations with mm -hmm. people ahead of time just to, to, you know, kind of set the mood and the tone and let people know. So I, I do, I don't mind being in the cleanup position. I certain, as long as I'm in a position of credibility in it. Mm. But I, I don't like the fakeness, you know, where we all get together and say kumbaya and then we move on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a Canadian thing too. But anyway, you know what I mean? I don't mind being the cleanup guy, but I, I want to, I always need to know that I'm in a position where I can do that, be mm -hmm. effective, had some credibility. But also, um, I like it when it's more informal, like, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. I can sense you're upset. I got, I've got a few minutes. You want to go sit over here? Let's talk. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm probably much more effective than that than if we made a, an appointment for two weeks from now. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the do you provide the space, the space for safety dis debrief? That might not be now. It, so right. It might be. Uh, and not with that person in the room. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I sense you're struggling. I can. You know, I'm just, I, I'm not sure. You know, you know, again, those three words, I feel, I sense, I think, I, but I sense, I sense this has really been tough. Um, and you may not want to talk about it and that's cool, but if you do, I'm here. Yeah. It's interesting also the placement of who's in the room. Mm -hmm. And I've had a few situations where somebody has created an atmosphere and, I, and in my head, you know, the sarcastic officer, there's no way anybody's going to talk with that person in the room. Mm -hmm. Number one, they're taking notes. Mm-hmm. So to me, it, it's, you know, you know, creating that uh, space for people to debrief and, and often they are the authors of when that's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just, you know, I've had people come into my office. I'd like to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm here to listen. Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to close the door? Do you want to go somewhere else? How do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, often they just sit down and start talking. It's like, I'm cool with that too. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we do talk about know your people and that should, how you respond to them. But if you don't know your people, then the best thing to do is just acknowledge what you're seeing and provides and, and provide the opportunity for them to connect. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. Affirm when someone mentions something or someone who is, uh, that's been changed or that what the changes and avoid the blame game. One of the, the pitfalls, I think, when, when we give people space to talk about things is that uh, we ascribe to whatever theory they have or we go down that rabbit hole of blaming people when really this is more about naming what's going on and how they're feeling and things like that. Um, I've seen some things turn into bitch sessions and mm. it's not necessarily the healthy way to go. Uh, and so as somebody that's been involved in a bunch of these conversations, I try to stay away from uh, naming a person or blaming things and, and zero in more on how people, you know, how it's changed, what their present reality is, and maybe their feelings and stuff like that. Uh, I try to stay away from that kind of bitch session. Yeah, well, you know, it's using the analogy of the lens that I did earlier. So when you blame someone, what it does is it focuses the lens inward. Yes. Closer onto uh, 
this particular situation, this moment, this person. And so when you slip into that, you're narrowing the focus. And I think uh, helping to create a space for thankfulness yes. is about widening the lens. So it's about asking questions. It, it is about holding space for them to, to your point, share. Disappointment. What they're feeling, their yeah. disappointment, you know, acknowledging those pain and then supporting them in this. So it's okay to say, yeah, that, that sounds like it's pretty frustrating. That, you know, that, that must have really made you angry when you first, I'm sensing anger, you know, that you really felt that. So it's okay to have that space because it's almost like voicing where they're at is the first step. But then it's how do we open the lens a little bit further as a leader and jump on those positive things that they say, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what, what, what are you walking away with from that situation? Exactly. So, is there anything that you know, you know, although you don't want to go through it, that you're thinking that that may help inform the next time? You know, whatever those questions are, just help them. Don't go to La La Land and yeah. and uh, you know try to make everything lovely. Better to ask questions to help them widen the lens because when they widen the lens, they will see something that is good there. Uh, it might only be those niggly nuggets, but it'll be something. I agree. Avoid trying to reconcile everything in one moment of time. I've seen some great efforts uh, to uh, help people along, uh, you know, pointing out thankfulness and all this stuff. But not not necessarily can that be done in like one session or one time and i think i've seen people you know try to schedule this you know as part of a day long activity and and kind of limit the time and you know maybe greg wasn't in the mood to talk about yeah. this and so uh, we we are so uh success oriented right and and thinking that okay you know we're going to spend 45 minutes talking about how we feel and then we're good to go yeah and i think that's a mistake i think like hopefully we can every time we talk we have a good converse, a good healthy conversation. We uh, affirm how they're feeling, but also recognize some of the good things that have happened. And like you and John had a really good, uh, you know, go on that case. That was excellent. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was good about it? Blah blah blah. Oh, it sounds like something we should all aim for. Mm -hmm. You know, and and things like that. But you know, to put a time constraint on it or put it on day three of some conference or something, and this is when we're going to talk about it, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's over. Mm -hmm. um, I think is a mistake sometimes. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I, you know, again, going back to my type and, and, and I think culturally to your point, we're, uh, we're like, I got my check. I got to talk to this person. I'm going to get, I'm going to get them over the hump. I'm done. See you later. Check. I'm got this one done. They're gone. Most of the time when I've left with, Hey boss, I've solved that, it. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> solved anything. So it is, it, it's a journey and all of us are on a, you know, some of us do move. There are also personalities that get over things really quickly. Yep. And, and that's okay too, but not everybody does. So you got to be thoughtful, uh, thoughtful about that. And the next two points, I think, feed into that, right? People need space and at times will need you just to listen. But what do you need as well? Maybe you are the marathon person, like you're done the marathon already. Mm. And somebody else is still lacing up their shoes talking about, you know, are they even going to race? And so, uh, people do need space. And sometimes you, you said it about 15 minutes ago. Sometimes you just sit there and listen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have actually nothing. You might not know the people involved or be been part of the situation. You really probably have nothing to add other than being that person that's listening to them and, and nodding and, and, you know, jumping on the, 
But when they bring up something, you know, good, uh, jumping in saying, oh, well, tell me about that. You mm-hmm. know, that seems interesting. Is there anything else that's come out of this that you really appreciate that you're really thankful for? Um, and sometimes you just sit there and listen and, and maybe you get a chance to encourage them. And maybe sometimes they just need somebody to listen to them. I agree 100%. And folks just were listening that haven't listened to one of our past uh, podcasts. Alistair was talking about the marathon effect, which is in change management. Uh, it's a it's a reminder that ma- uh, at a marathon, you may be, depending on where you are in the change cycle, uh, some people are finishing the race when others are just starting or are halfway through. So, or refuse to start. Or refuse to start. So, so really knowing where that person is on the race, you know, if this is, if this is fresh or if they're still working through it, like just, again, it's that awareness. It's that, it's that, uh, broadening your, it's not just about the words they say. It's about the energy that they hold. It's about the look, their physical stance. All of those things, um, can help you understand whether this person needs more space and time. Um, or not. I mean, it's just, you know, for listening to the, the fullest sense, they always say that, you know, listening with just our ears is only one thing. Listening with our eyes, listening with our deeper sense. Those are all things that, you know, you know, you feel it, right? And sometimes when people, we talk about listening with your broader sense, you know, what's the aura around a person or that type of thing. Some people think that's all like wonky stuff, but you can tell when someone walks into a room that's heavy, you can tell someone's heavy, Absolutely. you know, when we're alert to it, you know, there's all kinds of signals and probably it's our visual, probably it's our hearing, probably it's, it's something else. There's something that's going on. So how do you just as a leader really enhance that, um, receptor, uh, enhance your receptors when you're dealing with it to know where a person is. And it's interesting because there's some people that never want to move, never want to start the marathon mm-hmm. and they want to commiserate forever on mm-hmm. what's happened. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in a position where I've spoken into this, into some people's lives. And and so uh, I've gone through this process. Uh, oh, you've been feeling like this for a while. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the good things that are going on that mm-hmm. went on. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Where, where do you think you're going to go next with this? They're going, what do you mean? Well, I mean, we need to move forward at some point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sounds like you've been dealing with a lot of strong feelings and that, but there also seems to have been some good things that have been going on. Mm-hmm. And, and so what are the good things you're looking for? And it might not just be that one time, but there's sometimes people need to be encouraged to move on, to be thankful, to just accept mm-hmm. that something crappy happened and they're not happy about it. But it, it's also a mistake to let somebody sit there forever and commiserate mm-hmm. and not start to make, you know, not take advantage of things and start moving forward. And it's something that a lot of discernment needs to be used mm-hmm. in, in addressing. But I've been in a couple of those positions where, you know, I've, I've had to draw people out and point them towards things that are going on that are good uh, and that seem to be benefiting from them and that they seem to be really good at dealing with and stuff like that. I think sometimes people just need a mirror put up to them gently mm-hmm. to show them that they, you know, things aren't terrible right now Mm -hmm. and they seem to be getting a little better Mm -hmm. i agree you know one of the coaching techniques that i learned years ago and i I think it's always very helpful is is helping people shift to a different perspective yeah and especially when they're really stuck in something and sometimes it's physically saying okay you know i want you to stand up and i want you to go over to that other chair over here now sit down and imagine this same situation if you had all the resources in the world to get past it what would you do what would the resources you use and what would you do and where would you go and so sometimes it creates that that break 
And uh, because sometimes, just depending on the situations, it's so heavy yeah. that you can't get by it. You can't see another way. So sometimes actually getting them to lift up and move into a physical different thing and look at it from a physical different angle and then give them a, a little tool for them to kind of think broadly. Or, you know, I, I, we've done this before. If And I just saw it on a movie the other day, actually. It's, if If you were to give your best friend advice on this situation what would you give your best friend if your best friend was going through this thing on this what would you give your best friend advice because you know we're always better giving advice to someone else we know the instincts but we're not good at giving it to ourselves so helping someone get to thankfulness or getting to a broader lens those are a couple techniques that i think have been helpful at least for me when i've been really really heavy and i just can't i just can't see beyond the heaviness of where i'm at um, sometimes it's a physical shift sometimes, but, uh, you know, uh, fi- uh, advice for a friend is, is a lovely one that often can get you cause you know, deep inside what you need to tell yourself. Yeah. I like, I like, you know, going back to our title thankfulness, uh, you know, I've had a couple situations where somebody's just, they're just not happy and frustrated by something that's happened. And I've stopped and I said, right now, just quickly, what's one thing you're really thankful for? Mm. You go, really? I go, yeah. Yeah, you're very, you know, observant. You're, you know, you know what's going on here. Give me one thing you're thankful of. And so they'll say something. Tell me more about that. Mm. And just getting them out of this, this endless cycle, this downward cycle that happens and get them talking about something. Then they're looking at me and they go, like, you, you just pulled a fast one. I said, no, I didn't. I just asked you a question. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Like you've gone through something really, you know, it's really bothered you, but is there anything that you're thankful around this issue? Any people? like experience, like I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I want to know fully what you've experienced here. Mm-hmm. And, and so just kind of bumping them into a, into another uh, way of looking at things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing when you do, I love that. It's the simplicity of it because you're lifting, you're widening the lens or you're lifting them up a little bit and they may still go back down. So this isn't a one-off. No, I got them to thankfulness. So they're going to go forward no. because the reality no. is that we, 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 our reloop kicks into gear and it kicks back in that type of thing. We're all in a different journey. But you know, there is, it's like you've cracked open a little bit of light. Yeah. And that light can be really shining if you, if you, and thankfulness is a great way to do that. So, uh, looking towards the employees, always take a moment, especially when you've gone through something difficult or frustrating or something you didn't understand, or maybe you didn't even deserve. Always take a moment to mark those great memories and the people involved. It's something uh, I really appreciate, and maybe it's our age, Greg. You know, we've seen a bunch of stuff and things. I really like this. You know, in the hardest times in my life, I've always been thankful for the people around me, for opportunities that I had, and I find that helps me deal with this situation in a much more healthy way. I love this one. And, you know, I, there was years ago, uh, when there was less technology, we used to, we suggest people had me file, created me files. Mm. And in the me files, they would actually just write down a piece of paper, something like this, either something that you accomplished that you loved and cause, and you really, uh, had that flow that we've talked about in other conversations and that type of thing. And you just write it down what it was, who was there, why it felt so great. And that me file, when you're in the midst of the hell, 
you go to your me file and you recognize that there are good things because we just lose sight of it. So I think, or it may be to your point, if you've gotten, if you've gone through hell and just as you've, as you're up climbing out of the hell pit and you know, you're now on safe footing and walking through, take a quick look back and say, who helped me get out? Uh, and what am I grateful for in that moment? Again, just write that down to there. It's, it's a good way to, it's like a touchstone to help you remember the good, the gratefulness in the midst of the grime. And just be assured that if there have been changes, uh, that you, or you've had a loss or whatever it is, there is going to be a reaction within you. And, uh, if it's involving work within your work environment as well, uh, I'm a pretty, uh, I, um, I compartmentalize pretty well, but even if I can just deal with whatever's going on, there is a reaction to what's happened. And it's something that I know I'm going to have to deal with. Maybe I'm able to take care of business, you know, in the short term and deal with whatever has to be dealt with and keep my cool and all those things and stop being sarcastic or passive aggressive. I do know I'm still going to have to deal with how I feel about it and, and be guaranteed. You think you might think you're a tough guy, mm. but everybody has a reaction to something happening to them. And, you know, I love if I can read the next one, too, because that one sure. really resonates with me. It's a, it's a little bit of a build. Keeping things bottled up may cause additional issues. Find a healthy way to talk about what's going on. Because uh, when I'm reacting to something, uh, you know, I've, I've often thought I was a pretty good poker face. And I could always be the positive person, even amongst stuff that I'm feeling really crappy about. And so two things. First of all, I now know that um, things leak. Yes. So, or they build up and I explode. And then people say, what the heck's going on with him? That's so of character. Right. So out of character. And, you know, going back to the leader, but leader or individual, you can both do this. Finding ways, healthy ways to talk about what's going on is a really good thing. It's one of the biggest freeing aspects that I have learned over the last five years came out of a really troubling time for me is to just be more open to sharing what I am, where I'm feeling, what I'm at, you know? So, um, uh, I being able to share that, you know what folks, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I woke up, I'm having a tough time. Mm -hmm. I just want to tell you that I, I'm going to be a little off today. I may be a little short. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I, I'm going to apologize ahead of time because I've got some family stuff that's going on in my life that's really adding stress, and uh, I, I'm really, I'm trying to manage it through. But I want to. That opens up so much space for your people around you, your boss, actually being able to say up front that you know, if you're my boss, Alistair, you know. Um, they don't know. They can't read your minds. No one else can read your mind. You don't walk in with a sign on. Right, right. And you know what? Being open and sharing, you're more likely going to have someone to say, I'm, that's, that's really tough, Greg. I, I'm sorry if, you know, if you want to chat, let me chat. That's one of those little cracks of light. Yes. It's hope. It's, it's, it's caring. It's, it's beautiful. So find ways to not keep things bottled up. To at least articulate what you're feeling, you don't have to go into too much detail. And if you're a leader, start by modeling that up front because that creates that space. And often companies don't provide you with a healthy way of dealing with these things because they don't know or they don't have time or the manager might not be equipped to deal with those types of conversations. But it doesn't mean, you know, a good friend or a work colleague that you you uh, have a good relationship with and 
And I think it's pretty easy to find a place to have an appropriate conversation with somebody. And the, uh, and the person that's helping out with that, that you're talking to, this is that spot where you go, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know you're going through that. Oh, mm-hmm. is there anything I can do? <laughs> you mentioned something that you're really thankful that happened. Tell me about that. That seems mm-hmm. interesting as well. It seems mm-hmm. to be a part of this mm-hmm. and you just have the conversation. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a counselor or a psychologist mm-hmm. or something. Sometimes just a good listener and then asking a couple questions, being curious. And I really do think that if you can jump on, you know, where they, they're appreciating something, they're thankful mm-hmm. for something, you know, asking more about that is a really, really healthy thing to do as well. Yeah, I agree. Even in the nastiest of situations, you may find, you may find things that you're thankful for. It may be people. Maybe people that stood with you. Maybe it's the people you went through it with or even lessons learned. Wow. I learned something that I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I'm never doing that again mm-hmm. because may, maybe you're the cause of something that's happened and you go, wow, I learned my lesson in that. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, being thankful that you've learned that lesson that you hopefully won't go through whatever you're going through again is, is a really important thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, two things I agree. Two things that, that I've recommended folks do is, uh, and I think we've mentioned this before, is switching to to from. No, two to four. Sorry, two to four. Uh, do the two to four switch. And the two to four switch is, why is this happening to me? Or switching it to what's in this for me. Mm. Uh, you know, that's just, a, it's just a, it's a, it's a mind switch. And if you, if you hear yourself saying, why is this happening to me? Pause, breathe and say, okay, yeah. Now let me ask my question. What is in this for me? And so that's kind of the, the other thing is, um, the widening of the lens thing. This was something that I really, I like that. The, I like that. But physically, uh, one person, a counselor that I was working with, we were working through a relationship of, with someone that was driving us crazy in this moment and she said, stand up, Greg. Uh, okay. Now, now I want you to think about that person over the other side there, where they are in that situation. Okay. Okay. Now I want you to step back two steps and look at the wider view of that person's life or day or week or whatever. What do you think are some of the things that might have impacted that situation? And what do we know about that situation? In this case, uh, it paused me enough to step back. And I knew earlier what we talked about that they had been through hell over the past six months personally and all that type of thing. And all of a sudden it put some context around it. And I thought, yeah, how, I, how might I have shown up in that area? But that again, it's the physical thing of standing up and Looking at the, looking at the situation, imagine the situation you're most annoyed at, and then stepping two steps back and looking at the wider context. Every time it just, it just helps. There's some physically shift helps you mentally shift, makes your heart shift. So I don't know. That's, those are two things that have, I found helpful. I like that. And try not to displace what you, you've, you kind of uh, hinted at this a, a couple of minutes ago. Try not to displace what you are feeling onto other people or even the organization or a group of people. Often when things are going badly, whether there's been a change or a loss or whatever it is, we like to blame other people. And, and, and rather than deal with what we're feeling, uh, we want to, we just want to lash out. And, uh, you know, this is a natural response. We're human beings. But uh, realizing that that's what might happen or that's what ha- is happening presently is really important to realize that and curb 
because you know if you're lashing out at people these are actually the people that probably are willing to talk to you and walk the walk with you and help you to see some sunlight and what's going on so knowing that you might be displacing anger onto other people that might not even have anything to do with it whatsoever yeah uh, is really really important in in those critical situations i agree 100 you know two things are welding in my head one is before just and i were married we went to marriage you know preparation with uh the, I don't know, the Catholic Church, it was, this, it was this thing anyways. One of the things that always jumped in for us is they said, never say always or never, you know, but, but you know, like often we'll jump and say, they, this organization always does this. So if you ever hear those things bubbling up in your head, you know you've painted a wide brush across. Yes. And then there's someone by the name of Byron Katie, and she does this thing called the work. And a couple of questions she asked that I really love is, when so when you say always or when you paint the brush, Say, is it true? Is that true? And then I'd say, is it really true? And then ask yourself, how do I feel when I think that thought? Um, and what, what's a different thought that would, that would be, that would make me feel better or make, take me in a different direction? Those questions are so lovely. And Byron Katie's got much, she's more articulate. And if you check on her, her website, the work, but those questions, because our minds tell us stories with all kinds of situations. And uh, if we pause and say, is that true? Is it really true? How am I feeling when I think that thought? And, and what would be a different thought? That would, that would be, that would take me in a better direction. Those are just really simple questions that help us catch in the moment because most of the stuff in our heads is garbage. There's some truth in it, but there's garbage that bubbles up in our stories. I had somebody once, this organization sucks. So, oh, okay. What are you upset about? This decision was made. Oh, so this, de this decision sucks. Yeah. Why does it suck? Okay. Who made the decision? Oh, I don't know. Do you know why it was made? No. I think we need to ask some questions. Right. Love that. And they're kind of looking at me. I go, this this organization has actually made some good decisions in the past. And, you know, people have been really good and stuff. And occasionally, I agree with you, they have made just some terrible decisions. <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's talk about specifically about what you're upset about. Yeah. Oh, and hopefully the organization is open enough that somebody could, uh, you know, ask a question without yeah, it being yeah. written down yeah, and yeah, reported yeah. up. Next thing you know, you're yanked in front of somebody somewhere. But, you know, focusing people on and say, oh, okay. So you like doing that, eh? The, the thing that they're taking away from you. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. What did you like about it? What did you appreciate? Okay. So this is the decision. Why don't you go talk to somebody and say, listen, I, why, why was this decision made? I really like doing this because of X, Y. And just have a discussion rather than going, painting the whole organization. This organization sucks. Yeah, yeah. Right? I love that. Because, you know, the model that you had was like, wow. Acknowledging and calling out that, you you seem really annoyed. This sucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me more. Yeah. And then diving into the questions and digging deep. And then actually widening that con con uh, context again. Just helping them see the truth is, that, yeah, sometimes they make sucky decisions. But other times they've made some pretty good decisions. And sometimes decisions are made. And people don't supply enough context, enough background, haven't been open and honest enough. Yeah. That if, you know, I've had to share with somebody, I've had to make a decision on the fly and then had the conversation afterwards, unfortunately, just the way it was. And they say, I'm not happy with you, Alistair, that, that my case has been, uh, that it's over. Mm -hmm. So, okay, sit down, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. This is what's going on. But 
this 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 other group has a better case against mm-hmm. this person. Mm. They're ready to go. We're you you said it in an update meeting, you know, we're months and months away. And and that, you know, there's there's a definition here which might not one hundred percent fit. That other case is good to go. It's clean, mm-hmm. it's a good, good case to jump off on. I'm sorry things happen really quickly. I wish I could have talked to you ahead of time, but and I'm sorry that you heard not from me, but from somebody else. I'm going to apologize for that right now, mm-hmm. but that's what the decision was. That's what it was based on. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. Well, I'm not happy with it, but I'm glad we're doing something against you know the, this target group. I said, yeah. okay. The other thing I love is is often is a great next step too is helping them come up with some solutions mm. towards what we would do next. So, so yes, it's clearly disappointing. And, you know, as we've talked about, probably makes sense that they're going with that case or that type of thing. So, so what do you think we could do to enhance our ability to get our cases won? Like what, what are your thoughts? Because I, pe- most, most of us want some kind of control and most of us need something to hold on to, to move forward or to move out of something. So, just the way you did that was like acknowledging like clearly their anger, their frustration, that diving deeper, understand what's behind it, helping them see the broader view, but then also equipping them to either have a conversation around the situation that's churning in them yeah. or uh, better increase their lo- likelihood of success in the future. So it's just, it's lovely, but it requires us to be present, to have those safe environments that we talk about to, to kind of go forward. But I, uh, I uh, get them to uh, a place of thankfulness that then leads to a place of maybe ownership and a place of, of moving forward. Acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of a, kind of a wrap up for the, the, uh, employee side, but I, I think it's actually for the manager as well. Be thankful for the people, things, and situations that have brought you happiness, good people, and those good experiences. I think it um, to be healthy in whatever we do, it is important to embrace the good things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just crappy things happen, Greg. But you know what? Most of the time, most of us have good experiences. And, and to acknowledge that every once in a while is a very good thing. I, I think it gives us balance as we approach things because not everything we get to do at work is fun. Yeah. And not everything at work that we do is something we want to do. Sometimes you just have to grind and do some things to get onto the stuff that you really want to do. And you, you just have to do it. I mean, there's no, there's no guarantee that we're going to like 100% of the, t- the things that we do at work. For sure. Or 100% of the people we have to work with at work. For sure. But there are always nuggets. Yes. And the nuggets might not be big enough to make you stay, but they're going to be big enough to help lift you towards possibility versus the spin down. Because, you know, the more you go down to the the place of sorrow and grief and anger and frustration and recycle it. It's it's the person's going to help hurt the most is you. Yeah. So as a leader, but also individually, if we can get to a place of thankfulness, even in nasty situations, it helps um, almost infuse us with possibilities of, of, of either addressing it or going somewhere else because it's, it, it's, it, uh, so there's always those nuggets. So keep an eye on those nuggets and actually track and celebrate those things. So wrap up. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think with this one, it's, it's just, um, there's a lot going on right now, folks. We all experiencing it. The world is wacko. The, 
the uh, life is changing, um, uh, depending on where you are in your life, boy, there's there's so much going on which is impacting uh, how we're feeling emotionally, mentally, physically, everything. And this beautiful idea of thankfulness is um, won't protect you from the, those things, but it but it almost stable, stabilizes you within it. And uh, as a leader and as a team member, um, helping people reveal, discover, remember those moments of gratefulness and joy and, and thankfulness in the situation are great ways to help prevent the depth of the drop um, and also the speed of which you can recover. So it's not about Pollyanna, but is about how do we create um, moments of thankfulness um, it will, it will. So, and I think we all have the opportunity to do it for ourselves and for each other. I agree. Uh, you know, knowing that if you suffer a loss or a big change or something's happened that you're just not happy with, there is going to be a reaction, uh, within yourself. And it's important just to acknowledge that. And, uh, you know, the whole idea is to move through, an experience to the other side uh, in the best shape possible. And, uh, you know, taking the time to uh, acknowledge things, uh, grieve things, whatever it is, but to take some positive steps to the other side to take you out of it at the mm -hmm. end. And, and, you know, acceptance, being thankful are, are two of the, the stairs, uh, steps to, to get you out. Uh, and, and moving on into a more normalized existence afterwards. It doesn't mean that we ever forget the bad things that have happened or the losses that we've mm -hmm. experienced. But knowing that uh, there are some positive things to do as we take that journey is really, really important because we don't want to spiral down mm -hmm. and be jaded forever. Mm -hmm. and, and and being, I find uh, being thankful about something, you know, I'm kind of in the calm. I'm, I'm in between the loss mm -hmm. and the celebration this week. And I wasn't sure if we we're going to meet or not, but I thought um, it's probably important to meet. So that's where I am as I'm gearing up to celebrate the life of somebody at the end of the weekend. Uh, thankfulness came up and I thought, you know what? Let's talk about it. It's been mm -hmm. in our conversations for weeks and weeks now. Mm -hmm. And you've used the word probably more than me. And the other word is curiosity, which has got to be the next topic mm -hmm. that we talk mm -hmm. about. Although we have some guests that we've invited, but certainly I thought it was important to talk about thankfulness. And uh, I'm glad we spent looking at the counter here, 15 minutes talking about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it's gone nice. quick. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Cool. So listen, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that you find offensive or made you angry, but Greg, your philosophy lands well on this as we take ourselves out of this episode. Yeah, I think because uh, grief and sadness and loss is so personal. So there may have been things that we talked about today that people said, you guys just don't get it. That really peeves me off that you would say that or suggest that or think it's that simple. Well, first of all, it's not that simple. No. Um, but our philosophy is that I learned this from a, a great coach, my first coach. She said that in our coaching sessions, there are going to be things that 
I will be annoyed at. I'll be peeved off at things that she said or things that bubble up. And there are things that are going to be make you feel good, the joy. And she said, just remember that these are all beautiful learning steps like you talked about. And so if there was some churn, hold on to that for a little bit and say, why am I so frustrated with that comment? And similar to what we've talked about, what can I learn from it? What's in it for me? Um, is there anything there? And there might not be, but we do... Um, hopefully recommend that you listen to the churn and listen to the joy because there's learnings in both of them. That's cool. That's cool. Now uh, a shout out uh, a couple weeks ago, we celebrated that Oakville and Columbus, Ohio were tied as having the most downloads. Mm -hmm. And a couple weeks ago, when we last met, uh, I was talking about uh, how many downloads we've had from Vancouver. Uh, I probably, uh, uh, under uh recognized how many downloads they did they are now the city with the most downloads really significantly so isn't that interesting yeah wow yeah so it looks like a group of people downloaded you know multiple episodes like yeah. went up and down our catalog and and i think they were averaging 15 to 20 each and uh so it's kind of cool so um it's been a little quiet this week because we didn't publish anything last week but Probably the, the previous three or four weeks was nuts. And so uh, Vancouver, uh, like, I don't know how many thousands well, that's of downloads, great. but it was a big, is a big movement. Well, you know what? Sometimes we've talked about it and we encourage this is, is in groups. Um, look at the cat, look at the catalog and, you know, they're really well titled to kind of get a sense and say, Hey, let's, and I, I do this with other podcasts and friends. We will, uh, with my Josette and I, when we drive, we listen to podcasts together and then have a quick conversation around, Hey, what were the things that jumped out? Some are just easy listening podcasts, but there are other ones that are just kind of reflection podcasts. And so we'd encourage you to, uh, we Alistair always talks about says who are you talking to that's mm -hmm. one of his phrases the Alistair you say all the time so why not take an episode uh agree to listen to it or listen to it together and say you know what's what's the churn that you're feeling in that what are the insights that you have because you learn learn from each other's experiences so we'd encourage you, and hopefully that's what's happening in Vancouver but thanks in Vancouver for your uh your interest and we hope that our episodes you've found them helpful yeah and we're always really clear. We're not experts in anything. What we do here is talk about our experience, things that we've seen work and things that haven't worked, fails and all that stuff. And that should be part of your conversation. You know, we are not, we haven't written a, well, you've written a book, but we don't write books about this stuff. We're just here talking about what we've experienced, what works for us, what we've seen. And so having that as part of your conversation, I think is a really good thing because uh, these are things that need to be talked about. It's, it's hard to learn this stuff. And, and if you can share experiences with somebody else, that is a seriously good thing. I agree. hundred percent. So I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. Listen, folks, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success or failure. Talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>